0: Tony, just an idea. What if you worked before retirement? Hmm? What about that?
1: (laughs) Thanks, Jeff. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. Today, we're going to talk about working in retirement, something we're very excited to talk about here today. And uh, we have three hosts today.
1: Wow. Well, two hosts, one co-host, right?
0: I don't know what we are. (laughs) Let's not label. Let's not put labels. So Tony and also my ever better half.
2: The one, the only
0: Nikki Foley. Ah,
1: Jeff and Nikki Foley are with us today. All right. So Uh, good.
2: So good. So today we're going to continue our lifestyle series that we've been doing. And we've Good. talked a little bit about uh, what you can do in retirement, what that might look like in the beautiful state of Minnesota. Uh, went through, hmm, what did we go through that first? And oh, we talked a little bit about how you get your information and continuing to educate yourself and some of the information in, in retirement. But today okay. we're going to talk about working in retirement, as, as you guys mentioned. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that uh, I had read about recently. That's what actually prompted us to talk about this and people are wanting to continue to work in retirement because they are are missing some of the things of like connection, having, uh, the feeling of making contributions and that's, um, um, somewhat impacted by the pandemic and that period where people went through leaving the workforce and now the world has spun back up and it looks a little bit more normal and they're reevaluating what what they want their life to look like. And so many mature workers or pre-retirees, retirees, they're considering, do they want to delay retirement or do they want to extend their careers? Do they want to get back into the workforce? And so I thought today we could talk a little bit about what's prompting that, what some of the things that are, are being reported out there about this, um, this movement. And then, Jeff, if you could go through what you need to know about working in retirement and reentering.
0: Was it, is that an oxymoron, by the way, working in retirement? What would that be?
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I guess mm. you're not fully retired, but mm. uh, you can retire and still have a part-time job, something for fun, for socialization, right? Socialization, I should say. But you said for mature workers, I guess I'm out on this. Discussion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is out. To two hosts. Speaking, <laughs> speaking, of,
1: speaking of mature, last week, actually, we had a lifestyle uh, show from Jeff Quick, and he talked about uh, great places to visit in retirement right here in the home state of Minnesota. Good. And he had a nice list, all this list and I'm like, uh, Jeff, this list, I don't get it. The, the Spam Museum and the Largest Ball of Twine in Minnesota are not on here." Mm-hmm. So he, I was very disappointed.
2: He did not have the Spam Museum?
1: No.
0: Have you have you ever been there?
1: Oh yeah. I li- I grew up in the southwestern corner of the state and it's so it's not too far away from where I
2: OK, I do need to let you know when Mr. Quick was preparing for his uh, podcast, he talked about the Spam Museum. So the fact that yeah. he left it off, I yeah. wonder what happened, yeah. is he? Well,
1: we talked about it because okay. I brought it up, of Okay, <laughs> You can't have a show about what to do in Minnesota without bringing up the Spam Museum. But, but this sounds good because a lot of people, like you said, Nikki, do end up working in retirement. But Jeff, there are some financial concerns with people going back to work once they retire.
2: Absolutely. And so just, you know, starting back into this conversation, you know, people are living longer. They want to make sure they're having meaningful contribution as they are in retirement. And then you have the uncertainty of what's going on with the economy right now, inflation, and they're making it a compelling reason to go, go back into the workforce. And I feel like Jeff Foley wants to say something. Are you feeling like that? Like he is itching to say (laughs) something. Wow. He's just, uh, she missed
0: it, Tony. She missed it. We'll see if the listeners catch it. We'll move on. We'll move on.
2: (laughs) Okay. So the department of labor recently, this is this article that I was reading was, or is predicting that participation among older workers is going to grow continue to grow over the next 10 years and approximately 2.4 million people retired during the pandemic are now considering going back. And so that shortage that we have seen, and I think we could all probably pinpoint something and how it's impacted our lives, like restaurants aren't open the same hours or who knows if Potbelly down the street is going to be open for lunch or not. There's been little things like that that have been really impacted because we don't have that, that uh, labor force. And so hearing that, retirees are, or pre-retirees are considering staying or going back in is a good, is a good thing for, I think our population. What are some of the things that I, I, all I can think of is pot belly was closed. Like pot belly was closed at lunchtime.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, A a lot of, uh, in uh, Stillwater where I live, uh, the, a lot of the fast food places like Chipotle, they are, they still aren't open every day, all day. And even the Taco Bell, you know, Taco Bells are known for staying open late, I went. I went through the drive-through once to get my daughter. She likes the slushies there, the Baja Blast. So I went through the drive-through for because I was coming through that area, and it was closed at 7:30. It's like you mm-hmm. know and they're supposed to be open till one a.m. Yeah. <laughs> so well,
0: they rounded down.
1: Yeah, they rounded down. Well, and I, I can speak for my wife who works in this field as CNAs, workers for. Uh, they mm-hmm. can't find CNAs yeah. to work in nursing homes and long-term care facilities and assisted living so a lot of things have been affected uh, by this there are a lot of job openings out there though
0: yeah there
2: absolutely are. I think one of the things that um, is a good thing that's coming out of this is as people um, may have transitioned out of the workforce during the pandemic it gave them time to reevaluate what they wanted to be doing, how much time they wanted to be investing into, uh, their career and some of that work-life balance side of things got reevaluated, and so as people enter the workforce, it is certainly something that um, they're going to be following their passions and they're going to be doing things that are um, really in line with what what they value and so forth. And so, um, you know, it could could be a good thing, and it's a, uh, for for everybody involved, honestly. So, and.
0: Apparently, Tony did not rethink his uh, his calling during that
1: time, but whatever. I did That's not. Our, we'll,
0: we'll keep recording. As long as my voice
2: holds out, I'm here. All right. It's so hard to have a conversation because Jeff is just sitting over here smirking. Like, he just wants to d- interject in so many places, and we're not allowing him to.
1: Well, he wants to crack jokes at my expense or tell bad dad humor, and I think he feels, Nikki, that you're here. Oh, I I'm might safe. actually... I might have to be professional today. And I won't pick on him as much. Uh He knows that. Yeah.
2: So, you know, like I I said, so as seasoned employers, employees, and mature employees are uh, likely um, to enter the workforce, it's a good thing for so many people involved, meaning the employer benefits as those. Um, those workers are ones that tend to show up on time. They're less likely to get sick. There's all kinds of benefits of of that workforce. They're ones where uh, loyalty is a really big thing. And so being able to hire somebody that has those foundation-type skills is good for the employer, good for coworkers, good for us as the population to, who gets to interact. And I think it's important, as you are a retiree and you're thinking about entering the workforce, just some of the things that you think should come as a a natural thing, you really actually have to promote and, and sell that those are what you bring to the table is some of the things that, um, you know, um, are important to, to just the foundation of, a, of an organization, of being there and not being sick and loyalty and, and some of that stuff. Right. So.
1: It's a win-win for everyone, really, when uh, someone in retirement takes a job because Uh, they have that experience, they have the maturity, and I think uh, it's huge for employers, it's good for them, it's good for the clientele, so yeah, Yeah, everybody wins. Uh, Jeff, you have to interject at some point here, so. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's turn our attention to Mr. Jeff Foley and ask a few questions, and if. Oh gosh, oh gosh.
1: What do you got for us?
2: (laughs) So as, as, we've de- of, as we've decided here and determined that it's a good thing that uh, people uh, may want to go back into the workforce for a variety of reasons, there's some things that might be impacted from a financial perspective. So let's, let's turn our attention to Mr. Jeff Foley here and talk about the Social Security side of things, first of all, that what if somebody has already decided to draw on their Social Security and they decide to reenter the workforce? What impact might that have?
0: Yeah, they can definitely do that. You can start collecting social security as early as age 62. And if you do that and you are still working, there are income limits where if you make more than a certain amount, then they're going to hold back your social security benefit above that threshold it's called. And you get that money back later once you reach your full retirement age for most people, 66 and change or 67. And that's spread out over time. But you want to look at the big picture and all of your moving parts and not social security by itself and should I file or not file. How's that tie into your overall financial plan? Do you need the income? What's your life expectancy? Are you married, not married? How, how does your spouse or ex-spouse's social security income uh, amounts relate to yours? Sort of a number of moving parts in there. And that's something we can help people figure out in their situation rather than just using a, a rule of thumb or saying, Hey, you know what? I'm 62. I can start collecting social security. It doesn't mean that you should. So right now that earnings limit, and this changes each year, but in 2023, if you're at least age 62, you start collecting your social security benefit and you're working, that income limit is 21,000 and some change. So if you make more than that, they're going to hold back half of your benefit above that amount. And you'll get that again later once you reach full retirement age the year that you turn your full retirement age, so January 1st of that year, you can make a lot higher. That number currently is 56,000 and change, and those change each year. Uh, But you can make a lot more at that point, and the reduction in benefit is one out of every $3 instead of one out of every two. And once you get to your full retirement age, you can make as much as you want. But again, we wanna make sure that makes sense in your overall plan.
1: And also working in retirement, let me ask you this. as far as the financial aspect of working in retirement, it can affect your tax situation too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're drawing money from a retirement account, if you get Social Security and you're working, if you go up into a certain tax bracket, you may have to pay taxes on Social Security. Is that correct?
0: correct. Yeah. So thinking of your financial plan as a puzzle, you want to get, you open up a, a new puzzle. Mm-hmm you first get all the pieces out of the box and lay them out to see what do you have to best put that picture together. Same thing with financial planning, planning for retirement is you don't want to leave half the pieces in the box and not look at those. You want to look at that comprehensive picture to make sure you're making the best decisions for you and your family.
2: Absolutely, and you know Jeff, we talked a lot about uh, it feels like you know you've started drawing your social security. Then what or what would the income impact? But rewind a little bit and talk about benefits or you know do you do you recommend people start taking at sixty two. Do you have them wait till they're 70? Just talk about that before we even talk mm-hmm. about re-entering the workforce.
0: It really does depend. Um, depends on their income needs. It depends, the stock market might have an impact on that. If there's not much of a trade-off between delaying between 62 and 70 with your Social Security and the market's down quite a bit and you have investments you're, you don't want to lock in losses on, it might make sense to pull that up sooner. So there's so many moving parts in that. We can help you to dial that in and make sure it makes sense. But if you start you look at social security you can take it as early as age 62 if you delay between then and your full retirement age it grows at about 6 and a quarter percent a year and once you get to your full retirement age between there and 70 it grows at around 8% a year so you'll get bigger checks the longer you wait but you'll get fewer checks overall and we'll run the math to see what does that look like and what are the trade-offs for you so
1: you have to find a sweet spot in there and mm-hmm. everybody's situation is different uh, but if you lock in a smaller amount by taking it early, say at 62, uh, you're locked into that amount then, right? Yep. Yep, exactly.
2: Anything else that you would recommend as it relates to Social Security and working or thinking about?
0: Yeah, Tony touched on this as collecting that Social Security, depending on your income, that might cause more of your Social Security income to be taxed. So we want to look again at that big picture. What other sources of income do you have coming in that might impact how much of your Social Security is taxable? So, again, we look at the tax situation, the income needs, the market, your risk level, longevity. Do you have a pension? Do you not have a pension? How does all this work together?
2: Absolutely. Um, Let's talk a little bit about kind of fast forwarding into the point in life when you have to start taking required minimum distributions. Go through just as a preface here. What is it an RMD?
0: So a required minimum distribution is you having to take money out of something that you got a tax deduction on along the way. It's grown tax deferred. And the IRS says, okay, you're at this magical age of 72 or 73 or 75, depending on when you're born, that you have to start kicking some of that money out. And for IRAs, let's say that date is age 73, you have to start taking some of that money out each year and the formula on that adjusts each year based on the account balance and how much you have to take out. So you're going to make sure you understand how that works for your IRAs. And then separately, if you have money in a retirement plan, such as a 401k, you have to satisfy that required minimum distribution separately. So for a lot of people, at least to simplify things and make sure they don't make any costly mistakes. They typically consolidate as they leave employers, they retire and they try to get that all into IRAs. So they've got a better idea of what do I need to take? And that also gives you flexibility to adjust, taking it from different buckets within your IRAs in good and bad markets. So those are dynamics that we can help you to, to figure out. Um, Now with 401ks and other retirement plans like that, if you are still working, you don't need to take out required minimum distributions until after you retire. So we have a client we've talked with this week, for example, who's now 75 years old. He's still working. He has a 401k because he's still working. Even though he's past that RMD age, he does not need to take those out of his 401k until he leaves employment. Whereas he's taking RMDs out of his IRAs. So we want to understand Again, what puzzle pieces do you have, and make sure you're you're playing your cards right. I mix two different games
1: there: puzzles and cards. That's it's dangerous. Good. Dangerous. <laughs> They're game analogies. It all works. <laughs> it all ties together.
2: And let's talk about the Medicare side of things, just very high level, and what impact that might have as as well, because it's a financial piece that people have to take in consideration as well. So, if I am working. And I am on the Medicare side of things. How does that look?
0: Mm -hmm. Depends if you're at a small or a large employer. Once you get out to age 65, depending on the size of your employer, they might be able to cancel your health insurance and you have to switch over to Medicare and you want to look at what your coverage needs are. What do you have through work? If you're still working, if you're on Medicare you need a Medicare supplement depending on your situation which one should you utilize and that's something that you want to shop each year to make sure that as your needs change in retirement medications healthcare, that you're using the right plan based on your situation
2: absolutely Uh, so we've talked about really three main categories social social security to to give consideration to that your retirement accounts, both from an IRA perspective and a 401k perspective. And then finally, the medical side of things. Those are probably the three main categories that you want to use to evaluate from a financial perspective of does it make sense to be in the workforce um, as, a, as a more mature employee? Mm-hmm. Is there other things that you can think of, Jeff, that are outside of those three realms?
0: Uh, one of the biggest things that comes to mind, a lot of people will come in and meet with us for a second opinion on their plan. And I'll often hear, well, we're, we're a little early on this. We're not quite ready to do anything or make any changes or make any adjustments. We're not retiring for six months or a year or two years or five years. That's the time to do this. So there is no, um, too early. We met with someone yesterday who's turning 18 in a week. And her mom, who's a client of ours, brought her daughter in as part of a birthday gift. I hope she felt that was a gift. <laughs>
1: <laughs> any any meeting with the Foley's is a gift. Trust me, folks.
0: Financially scared straight. No, um, <laughs> no she's great. She's ahead a of things. She's uh, wrapping up high school and planning ahead. And that's awesome. So regardless of how old you are, get a good plan in place, whether it's through us or someone else, or if you're going to dig in and do it yourself, but there is no too early to plan for the, all of these things. You think of uh, the market and what it might do. If you're in the last few years of retirement, you have the most money at risk. There are tax law changes that will always be occurring. And we have a big one looming in the next next couple of years. Social security might change. Pensions might go away. Who knows what might be out there. So control what you can tr- control. Take action today and start putting some of these things in place.
2: Well, I think that, um, this was good to at least fit into our our lifestyle segment. It was a little bit more focused on the financial side of things or the, yeah, more focused on the financial side inside of our lifestyle. But I think that's OK. I mean, if people really are evaluating for a variety of reasons. So maybe they were downsized, like we talked about in the pandemic. Maybe they had more responsibility than really they wanted and they were looking for less accountability or they're looking and searching for that fulfillment and taking pleasure and being a contributor or whatever it might be returning to the workforce or. Remaining in the workforce a little bit longer is all part of lifestyle decisions for, uh, for um, more mature workers.
0: I just thought of an additional action item, really important one to make sure this all comes together, is open up your podcast app scroll down and give us a
1: give us a rating we'd really appreciate that <laughs>
2: Jeff Foley no, in, would like an honest five star review. Yes. Is that what you say? Yeah.
1: He he wants a would you please give us an honest five star review. That's Jeff's line. I would like
2: you guys to yeah. know that I hear that in our kitchen about every 3 months. He's asked me if I have pulled up
1: <laughs> He asked me the co-host he asked my children. He asked strangers on the street. And uh, and uh, I like it when he adds, in the words of St. Thomas Aquinas, we'd really appreciate it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh, Jeff Foley, would you like to wrap us up today?
0: Thank you. Thank you for participating. No, they, Yeah, if you have any questions about any of these things that we've talked about here today, um, give us a call. We can give you a second opinion on your plan and answer any questions, help you make sure you're on the right road to enjoying your retirement, regardless of where you're at on the, the age spectrum. We want to make sure you've got a good plan in place today. So give us a call. Our number is 651-842-8406 or send us an email at info at And if you want to go out to our website and watch us walking into an elevator, go to (laughs) financialpaladin.com. And uh, we look forward to helping you out. Thank you.
1: All right. That's quite the video on the opening page of your website. I love it. I always like, it kind of always takes me back. Like, what's this? What's happening here? One take. (laughs) I hope so. It's just walking into <laughs> an elevator. How tough could it have been for First you,
2: Jeff? He ran into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, I want to see if we can do something. Let's give our phone number. You say a number, I say a number, and see if we can do it. All right, six, five, one, eight, four, two, eight. Yeah, it is 8406.
1: All right. Well, thanks, Nikki and Jeff. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our hosts, Jeff and Nikki Fuller. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com.